This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Right now, though, let's talk about your non-meat-based burgers because that is an area that is just exploding in popularity. Hard to believe it's only been about a year right now since A&W began offering customers a chance to check out their Beyond Meat burger. That has kicked off the craze. And now Beyond Meat products are being sold in more than 35,000 retail outlets. The company went from like, you know, being little known to being worth something like $14 billion. Yeah, billion with a B, US. And they were Wall Street's best performing IPO this year. But there might be some clouds on the horizon. For more on this, we're joined now by producer Claire Allen. And I know, Claire, you were a big fan when this first came out. I loved it. And I still do love yeah, the Beyond good. Meat product. I think it's great. I um, was very interested when they started offering the product a year ago, and I went out there like thousands of other people and wanted to try it. And liked it. Exactly. And you know, it, it was so successful that in the first three days of its launch, A&W sold 90,000 Beyond Meat Are you burgers. Kidding? Remember they sold out and they were like, if you want to try it and you didn't get a chance, we'll put you on a mailing list. It a was, mailing list for a burger. <laughs> it was great marketing for A&W as well. They hit it just at the right time because now it seems like fast food outlets are dividing themselves into two camps. Mm-hmm. One, it is the, we are getting on this non-meat-based bandwagon. Yep. And then others like McDonald's and others are saying, yeah, we're just going to wait and see how this goes. Well, McDonald's is in an interesting awkward position, which we'll get to later. But you're right. There, There is a division between offering Beyond Meat and not offering Beyond Meat. Right. So I spoke with Dr. Sylvain Charlebois. He is the director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab in, at Dalhousie University. And as we, as you stated, the company has done really, really well. It's yeah. $14 billion US. Huge. They've got big backers like Bill Gates, a bunch of other celebrities. Sport, they have uh, athletes that are uh, spokespeople for the Beyond Meat products. But the company actually reported a $10 million loss in its second quarter. And so I asked Dr. Charlebois why. Beyond Meat is, is an 11-year-old startup. Uh, let's face it, uh, it really started slow, uh, has built up over time, uh, got some uh, really interesting investors involved. Uh, a couple of years ago, it, it did expand in the U.S. and uh, had to uh, ramp up its production it's a, it's been an amazing uh, uh, execution uh, with with Beyond Meat. They have signed some key partnerships with key players uh, with Dunkin' Donuts in the U.S. and and in Canada with Tim Hortons and uh, and so they're they they're 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 relying on these partnerships to increase their sales. So losses in the first couple of quarters aren't necessarily uh, a challenge for Beyond Me. What what is a challenge? The fact that they are in the middle of a very divisive debate uh, around plant based uh, proteins and uh, the meat sector. Right, because now I'm seeing lots of stories, Claire, like Dr. Charlebois pointed out, with pushback about, Mm -hmm. yes, but is it really healthier for you because it's so processed? Yes, and Dr. Charlebois and I spoke about that. Processed doesn't always mean that it is unhealthy, he was telling me, and there are some really healthy processed foods out there, which sounds a little strange. Like like, like an oxymoron almost. But he said we shouldn't just shy away from it ultimately, like just because it's processed that we're not going to buy it. Um, But he said that one of the Beyond Meat's biggest issues is that it's fixation on replicating the taste and the texture of uh, natural meat products. And that has become the company's 
greatest weakness. And I was, really? yeah, I was interested in that because I thought that's why people liked wanted it. it. Yeah. Exactly. Wanted to buy those products. So I asked him what he meant by that. Well, I think a lot of people are, are starting to confuse both because of all of the rhetoric that we're hearing on both sides, uh, especially around uh, environmental stewardship and, uh, and health benefits. Uh, right now, a lot of the debate is, is confusing people more so than anything else, and, and that's not good for, for Beyond Meat or even the meat industry. Um, for, of course, as far as their strategy, their strategy was to really attract flexitarians, and flexitarians are still attached to meat, but also uh, there are some consumers out there who are wondering whether or not they should reduce the amount of, of meat they consume. And so, and that's why the Beyond Meat product is there. And they wanted that product really right next to the bloody stuff in the meat counter so people can have a choice. Um, but the problem right now that they're facing is that they're starting to be seen as a Me Too product provider uh, because they're so obsessed in replicating what beef does, what chicken does, what pork does. At some point, and I know why they're doing it, of course, they, they just want to attract some attention, but down the road, they're going to have to start thinking about providing to the market a plant-based taste because the market will mature You'll in a, in a couple of years and probably by the end of this year, uh, you're likely going to walk into your favorite grocery store and there'll be a plant-based section like you're finding a produce section or a meat counter or a fish section. That's, I think that's where we're going. And, and that section will have to offer something different than what's at the meat counter. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. My grocery store has that. Which grocery store is that? Well, I go to Stong's. Oh, right. And they've got a... <laughs> they're very progressive there. <laughs> yeah, that's why she said that. They are very progressive there. And they do have a little section that is all their veggie burgers and they have Beyond Meat and all that other yeah. stuff all in one little area there. Right, exactly. So, I mean, he's saying that right now Beyond Meat is seen as like a meat they're trying to replicate the taste of meat. Like it's like a, I don't know if I need that though. Uh, but he, he's saying that's what they're going for. They want like meat eaters to think like, Oh, this is just like meat instead of really being like, we're a plant based company and, and sort of pushing that boundary further instead of being seen as like a meat, really good and tasty on its own. Right. As opposed to we're good because we, we taste, taste like, like meat. meat. Exactly. That's an interesting distinction. So he's saying that that's how that's what, that's where the company is going to need to go in order to be uh, bigger and more profitable, and more profitable than fourteen billion, I don't know, but uh, good luck with that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, to become a bigger and better company. So, but what I thought was super fascinating is that in Canada, we've seen lots of companies offering Beyond Meat products on their menus. It started off with A and W with yes. that big launch where it sold out, and then we have White Spot taking over. There's a bunch of other companies, uh, smaller companies that are offering the Beyond Meat patties, and recently we saw that Tim Hortons announced it would be offering a Beyond Meat burger on their uh, menu as well. So I assumed that these fast food restaurants had seen the success of Beyond Meat items at A&W and simply wanted to follow suit. Yeah. You know, like they were making a killing over there at A&W because people Let's were do so it. Burger excited. Burger King's doing it too down exactly, in the States. Exactly, yeah. yes. However, Dr. Charlebois told me that it's not about which companies are offering about meat, but it's about one huge company that is not. And that company is the Golden Arches, McDonald's. I don't think Tim Hortons cares much about NW, but they do care about McDonald's. And, and they know what, what's going on at McDonald's. McDonald's is in a very awkward position right now. 
Um, McDonald's for decades has um, has uh, made itself a key ambassador to, to, to Canadian beef. And in fact, they've actually invested in the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef back in 2016 to redefine the value uh, of, of beef and, and, and make it more sustainable uh, to counter this plant-based uh, invasion. Uh, so for them to decide to uh, adopt Beyond Meat would be would be awkward. Of course, it may, it would go against uh, uh, their own customer base, and and that's why I think McDonald's is still uh, remains on the sideline. I'd be shocked if they decide to go ahead. And and frankly, when you look at Beyond Meat, even if McDonald's decides to go ahead with Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat couldn't deliver. It's not big enough because McDonald's is way, way too big. Uh, keep in mind that McDonald's in Canada, in terms of sales and the number of outlets, is nine times bigger than nine other competitors combined together uh, from number two to number 10. So McDonald's is a huge player. And typically, when you see trends like this, often McDonald's will set the tone and everyone else will follow. This time around, uh, A&W uh, decided to go ahead uh, to become the ambassador to plant-based dieting, and, uh, and then Tim Warren's followed suit a few months ago. That number was unreal. So mm-hmm. he's saying that McDonald's is nine times bigger than all of the competitors put together. Yeah. So what company could possibly even provide them with enough products? Surprisingly, not Beyond Meat, uh, because they are just not, simply barely not holding on to it. Yeah, exactly. So I asked uh, Dr. Charlebaugh, what can McDonald's do in order not to fall behind on this plant-based movement? Uh, it's, an, it's an interesting question. Um, the, the veggie burger back in 2003, I believe, was a, was a failure by design. I don't think they were, that that McDonald's was interesting interested in making the veggie burger a success just because of their affiliation with uh, with the cattle industry. Uh, this time around, it, it's a tough one for McDonald's. Uh, I actually have no idea what, what kind of advice I would give them, other than perhaps wait until the market matures. Because right now there are, there are a lot of things in flux. Uh, Beyond Meat is doing something that I was expecting, say, five years from now. Not now. I mean, it's happening way too fast, and and you're seeing more and more companies coming on stream. Depending on how Beyond Meat's allure is affected by by this debate, uh, I suspect that at some point, McDonald's will want to uh, reevaluate its position. For example, if there is a Canadian player coming on stream uh, that would have the capacity to supply all of the restaurants in Canada, maybe that could be an opportunity for McDonald's to move forward. So essentially, they're kind of hooped on this because there's no company that can provide that. Even if they wanted to go into this area, no company can provide them with enough product. That's right. And let's say they develop their own. Which I said, yeah, I thought that's not a bad idea. Yeah. But what if it's not as good as what we're used to, which is the Beyond Meat Burger? They, they're kind of hooped. It's very yeah. awkward because they've aligned themselves with real beef and the cattle so industry. Then now they don't have, there's no one that can supply them with a plant-based burger because Beyond Meat's not big enough. If they create their own, it may not be as good as Beyond Meat. So if they're really in a, a little bit of a pickle there. So 
When I asked um, Dr. Charlebois about what Beyond Meat can do to continue its success, he said that they need to create additional products like alternatives to chicken, fish, and pork, which they don't have yet. Uh, They need to stop dividing people and challenging people who still do like to eat meat because 91% of the Canadian population eats meat at least once a week. And most importantly, though, he said the cost for Beyond Meat products when you buy them in your grocery store need to come down because right now they're still seen as a premium product and sometimes more expensive than actual meat product. So interesting. Claire, thank you. Thanks, Simi. Trying to weigh in, Simi at cknw.com.